Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 56, Knives Out. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. Hello, Hallie. Greetings, David. And hello, listeners. Knives Out is a 2019 American mystery film. It's written and directed by Ryan Johnson, and it stars Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, and Christopher Plummer, which is a whole lot of people. Also a Chris. A Chris. A cherry yeah, pie of Chris. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a Chris until I saw his name in the credits and was like, there he is. There's there's Chris. Chris. There's apple pie Chris. That's cherry pie Chris. That. Knives Out was a hit at the box office, grossing $311 million off of its $40 million budget. It was also popular with critics, who loved basically all of it, from the script to the direction to the acting. It received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Screenplay, and the American Film Institute and the National Board of Review both picked it as one of the top 10 films of 2019. So, good for Knives Out. Good for Knives Out! Excellent for Knives Out. Do you agree, David? Do you think that that's yeah, good yeah, for Knives yeah, Out? Yeah, we're, we're, we're really curious. Well, we'll get to it in a second, because, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, Knives Out follows the stories of Marta Cabrera, nurse to famous mystery writer Harlan Thromby, and Detective Benoit Blanc, who is hired under mysterious circumstances to investigate the writer's apparent, though suspicious, suicide. During a reading of the will, it is Marta, rather than Thromby's thoroughly scummy family, who is named the sole inheritor of the writer's massive fortune, which sends the family into a tizzy. Meanwhile, Benoit Blanc questions everyone and decides to team up with Marta due to her kind heart and her inability to lie without throwing up as he gets to the bottom of the writer's death. Some creaky stairs, a nightly game of go, and a gigantic wreath of knives is Knives Out. Yay! Woo! Yay, Knives Out! Yay, Knives Out! Who'd you get for the uh, personality quiz, Hallie? Me? Hallie. Hang no, on, the other hang Hallie. on. I took a, I took a, I took a... Ah, I didn't have it pulled up. You sprung this on me. The thing that we do every single time we record. You every sp- single time. sprung it on me. Come on, where are my screenshots? Where are my screenshots? Why is it taking this quiz, so long? While Hallie is looking for her answer, uh, it was fine. It's it's but, not like an exceptionally good one, but um, David. Oh, wait, the movie or the quiz? The quiz. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. Yeah, yeah. The quiz same. was fine. I couldn't tell if, like, because there's such a, a large cast of characters, and they only gave you four options for answers. I couldn't tell if that meant you can only get four characters or if they're just using four answers per question to try to narrow it down out of the cast of many i found it yeah it it was hard to tell i felt like with such a gigantic cast they probably could have used a few more like answers and the responses or responses and the answers whichever one of those is correct yeah Allie. okay 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 I got Linda Drysdale. 
You are bold, classy, and smart. You like to uphold a certain image, so sometimes you don't notice when people close to you are being dishonest. This is incorrect because I should have gotten Benoit Blanc, the detective. However, for some reason, this is the character I expected to get. So, really, I continue to be the world's greatest detective. No. Yeah. It if all you were adds the world's up. greatest detective, you would have gotten the detective character. I followed the arc, and that is more important than what the personality sure. has told me. Which is that I'm Linda. Which, I mean, is like, if you're going to get a thromby, that's like the best one to get. She's not a bad thromby. Not a bad thromby. She's, she's fun. I mean, she's terrible. They're all terrible. But like, but like, she's a fun terrible. They're all fun terrible, too. I don't know what I'm saying, but I, I like Linda on the whole. On the whole. On the yeah. whole. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis helps, you know. Definitely. Who did you get, Kristen? I got Ransom Drysdale. It says, you're stylish, <laughs> confident, and fearless. You're great at taking shortcuts and using your charm to get what you want. You manage to be the favorite without even trying. And yeah, that's correct. I am the favorite without even trying. And I have impeccable sweater taste, as Ransom does. I mean, Ransom does have impeccable sweater taste, but I haven't seen the new sweaters that you got, so I can't weigh in yet. Well, time will tell, and then you'll be like, wow, that's why she got Ransom, because of her stylishness and confidence and fearlessness. (laughs) The day that you try to stab me, it's going to be with a fake knife. I freaking love that knife wreath. Like, part of me is like, man, should I just start going to Goodwill and like collecting some knives and just <laughs> like, making why a cool not? thing out of it? Like, no one, who's gonna stop me? Certainly not the Goodwill people. Not the Goodwill people. Certainly they have not bigger them. fish to fry. They they sure do. They're like, listen, this isn't the first knives out knife wreath recreation we've seen, and it probably won't be the last. And because yeah. I'm stylish, confident, and fearless, they'll let me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who'd you, you get, get, David? You can get Wait, so what? many knives for so cheap. I know. It'll Good be well. amazing. Yeah. I got Martha Cabrera. Marta! Uh, you you are, won. <laughs> Damn you are <laughs> thoughtful, generous, and you hate lying. People have walked all over you in the past, but you will get the last laugh in the end. Which is, uh, accurate. I will get the last laugh in the end. Yeah, you'll we'll see. The last Taste it, everyone. laugh. The other, the other parts are, the other parts are true. You, yeah, you won. Everybody wants to get Marta or Benoit. I was convinced I was going to get Joni just because, you know, she's kind of like weird. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, heard, yeah, like <laughs> people always tell me I'm weird. So I really <laughs> felt that in my bones. What is her skincare line? Like, Falm or something? No, it's Flam. Flam! I was so close. Flam. I was so close. Yeah. It's the essence. That's the, like, nugget of Flam. Nugget of Flam. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this one. Yes! Thank God. Okay. Good! We <laughs> were nervous. Didn't tell David. We, had... we were really concerned. Yeah, we, were, we really weren't sure how you were going to go. We were like, all signs point... To yes, but like David has often said no when all signs point to yes. Like I for like, the greatest movie ever made, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, unlike Jimmy Neutron, I think I'd give around an eight. It's okay. It's, okay. it's pretty high up there. Yeah, it's pretty high up. 
I uh, I thought that the the writing was really good. I really appreciate Benoit Blanc's folksy detective shtick. Yes, yes, yes. CSI KFC. His, 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 yeah, yeah, KFC. What is the phrase? They said CSI KFC. CSI KFC. That's what it was. And then yeah. what's the other one? The Colonel Sanders Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. It's yeah. such a good accent. It's so strange. But I love it so much. Yeah. It was really good. There were a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of the humor was really subtle, which I appreciate. And there are a lot of things that get set up early on that lead to a really big payoff later, which I'm always a fan of. Oh, yeah. Have you, the coffee have you seen, in a murder mystery. Um, have you seen Looper? Yes. I haven't seen Looper. Yeah. I don't know if it's true of all of his films, but in this one and in Looper, there's like a weird physical thing. Like in Looper, it's telekinesis and Marta is like throwing up when she lies. Yeah. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense on a literal level, but it leads to a really big payoff late in the movie that like makes it all worth it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't so, know. It's fun. But yeah. dear, dear girl, I did not expect. <laughs> I thought you were speaking metaphorically. Yeah. He's so upset when she throws up the first time. Dude, and they're all like, oh my god. Yeah, they're like, oh, Jesus, it was real. Sweet Marta. Sweet, sweet Marta. Yeah. So, I don't know. They were The acting was great. Everyone in the family is unlikable, but in a really fun way. Yes! I love the running like... gag where they're all like, uh, I wanted you at the funeral, but you, but I was outvoted. Yeah. I love and like, be like, oh, she's from Paraguay, or yeah, like, oh yeah, you're Brazilian nurse, and like she's <laughs> from Nicaragua, and it's like clearly none of them actually care about her. Yeah. It's so great, and um, there were a lot of like fun structural things that were happening. Like I liked the um, the scene where we get the summary of where everyone was in the house, being told through Linda waking up repeatedly by the creaky stairs. Yeah, like. There were a lot of really fun, like, here's a cool way to tell the story of what's going on right now and catch the audience up on some information that they should have. It's really cool. And I and I think that's especially great for a murder mystery, too, because, like, the best murder mysteries are the ones where the characters are just like, I don't want to say wacky or larger than life, but like the thrombies, just like weird. One's got the skincare line. Um, one is a Nazi and just like, and is and gets made fun of relentlessly the whole film. The Nazi child masturbating in the bathroom. That's yeah. one of my favorite lines too, because of the lack of respect it's delivered with. Just like, <laughs> but like it it conveys information in a way that's really fun for the audience and adds to like the character of each of each suspect in the film as well. So it's like a good movie and a good murder mystery, which means it's top notch in my book. I also really liked how when they were recounting where they were uh, during the party and like the time they arrived, they show the different family members like standing by Harlan as the cake with the candles is being set down. And, you know, they're all like, oh, yes. And like putting themselves like, like main character syndrome, hardcore. And they all have that because they all think the best of themselves and nothing of anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What, um, if you were to give it a number, what number would you give it? 
Hmm. Either or both of you. Easily a nine. I don't quite know why it's not ten. Ten just feels forbidden. But, like, there's nothing about the movie that I don't like. I would say at least an eight and a half. Yeah. I could probably give it, like, eight and a half to nine. Somewhere in that range. I think when, when I first saw it, I really liked it, but I think it also was just a little bit different than I was expecting. So it's not that it was bad by any means, but it threw me off. And I think I just like was sh- shaken up from that. Not shaken up. I don't know. It was like kind of weird. So this is the first. No, I did see it again. Anyway, this is like the third time I've seen it in full. And I feel like I just like it more and more each time because I feel yep. like you just notice more little tiny things that the characters say or just tiny little details. I don't know. It's really fun, though. I have a good and time. And I think I think the first time I was thrown to by, I was like, oh, weird manner, murder mystery. But then within the first half hour, it turns less into a murder mystery and more of a how do I keep them from finding out I accidentally did a murder and then cover it up which which is like not a bad thing like it's really interesting and I feel like in the like in the back of your head you kind of know there's more to what happened Mm -hmm. than what happened but like every time I rewatch it now when um Harlan goes through and he's like oh this would be a really good murder method for one of my books you know you stick it in old manor house you switch the labels like I feel like he figured it out in that in that time span. That's that's my little headcanon. I like to think he did. I think the movie lays the clues for that to be a fair interpretation, but only on like multiple watch-throughs, you know? Mm-hmm. I ju- yeah, I think that's what it was. I think I was expecting almost a clue scenario where yeah. at least one person is dead. Maybe more will be by the end of the movie and we got to figure out who done it. And so I think it just threw me off when we're like, oh, no. It technically is a suicide. And so, like you said, even though you knew there was still something else at the root of it, I think I just couldn't focus on that. And so when he's doing his great, like, but the donut hole has a hole within it. It is just a smaller donut. Like, that whole speech, I think I was like, what? (laughs) The first time I... I think it just messed me up. I don't know. So when I see it again and I'm like yeah because we are still wondering who hired him why did they hire him etc it just gets more fun yeah it does it does seem like a movie that would benefit from multiple viewings I was sort of feeling that like at the very beginning I was having a real hard time remembering like everybody's name and what their relationships were like, is this a child of Harlan? Is this the spouse of a child of Harlan? Like, who? And then the the kids, like the the Nazi kid and the the Men. girl that goes to Smith or the other liberal arts college that is like yeah. Smith. Um, uh, Meg. 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 Yeah. Um, just like whose parents they all belong to. I don't know. I was having trouble like building out the family tree and putting names to everybody. So that got a little bit easier as it went on or like I stopped caring and it didn't matter. But um, yeah, just at the beginning, I think 
it, it threw a lot of people at me all at once. And I think on a rewatch, I would pick that stuff up a lot quicker and be able to figure out the relationships a lot easier. Oh, yeah, I definitely did on my subsequent watch throughs. But I think the movie does a good job. I, I like that it front, front loads you with information. I, even if I can't keep up with it, because you have so much going on that you're like, oh man, who did yeah, do it? It's very exciting. Like, yes, throw me into the circumstances, please. Tell the me the game is afoot. Involved persons. Yeah, there are a lot of, um, and there are a lot of scenes that work as summaries, like the Linda waking up to the stairs. There's another one where the police officers are like, "Let me just." explain where we're at again you know those sorts of scenes um there were a few of those like um when everybody's getting interviewed at the beginning and we get to learn about each of their characters a bit and also like what happened during the party and who is suspicious which is everybody but every single person yeah um yeah that was all there were lots of like times that the movie was like checking in with me and being like, are you keeping up with all of this? Yeah. It's only going to get weirder. <laughs> are there, before we get too far into the movie, are there other mysteries that you were quite fond of? Because this was a, this was a really, a really good mystery, but it reminded me of a lot of other ones that I enjoyed. Which ones did um, you enjoy, David? Yeah. Tell us what well, you enjoy first. I, um, the one that it was closest to is the BBC did a three episode miniseries of Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Oh, yeah. Which is quite good. Um, but it, it, that one is more of like a murder. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of murder. There's <laughs> there's more than just so one possible murder. There's a lot of murders going on. So I, I really like that one. And I remember enjoying it was a it's it's been probably like ten or twelve years, but I watched the um the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes series. Yeah. And I remember having fun with that. It wasn't quite the same sort of mystery and there were like he did have like brain blasts. Which <laughs> <laughs> again, not exactly my favorite. Um but I remember yeah, those were those were really fun. I liked the the sort of chemistry that he has with Watson. And, I uh, agree. I have really good memories of Sherlock, which is why I don't read any modern reviews of BBC Sherlock, because I'm like, let me just keep this. Let me just let me just keep what was oh, good yeah. about this. I have this. no idea how well it would hold up, but yeah, I remember it's... it was like, it was, a, it was a fun time. Yeah, like, I enjoyed it. I never watched yeah. Sherlock, and the thing is, it sounded interesting, but I was on Tumblr in the era of Super Hulock, and the Sherlock fans were everywhere. Oh, like, yeah. They could not super... avoid them, and they were relentless. Yeah. It's, and yeah. I think I didn't watch it slightly out of spite. But I That's... believe that I would have fun with it. I actually really like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. I think they're really fun. I think rumor has it that they are working on a third. So I'm excited about that. And... But I think, what, like I mentioned, Clue. I love Clue. Blue it's just great. a good time. Murders. And it it is fun when there are so many suspects that you're like, it could be any one of them. 
And I, beyond that, though, I'm drawing a blank on, like, every mystery I've ever read, watched, seen, heard, anything. Well, the greatest mystery film is The Great Mouse Detective from 1986. Um, That next Jimmy Neutron is the best film ever made. Everybody should watch The Great Mouse Detective because Mouse Sherlock Holmes is the best Sherlock Holmes. Um, Aside from the mysteries, actually a lot of mysteries that I love aren't movies, they're games. Like, everybody should play the Ace Attorney series. They're bonkers. They're batshit. I love them so much. I love the great Ace Attorney. People will say it's very long, and it is. But you know what? It's fun if you, like me, just like clicking through dialogue and watching people do things. Also has one of the best interpretations of Sherlock Holmes I've ever seen. Second to Basil Baker Street, of course. But Sherlock Holmes is very, very excellent. Uh, and then, and then, um, and then they were none also has a special place in my heart, not because I've ever actually read the book or seen the movie, but because I had this really janky, terrible Wii adaptation, like in a, like a video game, the, st- the story adapted into a video game for the Nintendo Wii. It is as bad as that sounds like it would be. They added a new playable character who was you, who's just like a boat hand named Thomas or something. Patrick, your name is Patrick, and you have a little newsboy cap and a little a little boat jacket, and you get stranded on the island, and then the events of the story are altered a little bit to accommodate you as the new protagonist. But all the, like, it is, it was before you could look stuff up as easily as the internet, or I just didn't know that you could do that. So I was stuck all the time, because you had to do things like, like, this character wanted juice, so you couldn't just go get juice you had to get the grapes, and then you had to get cheesecloth, and then you had to get a certain bucket, and then you had to, like, make the juice with, like, Oops. early 1900s stuff. And it was so hard. Not intuitive. You were not given directions to make things with things that a modern child would not know about. Um, you could pass the radiators all the time and, like, click on them to investigate, and Patrick would go, That's a radiator. I know because I accidentally clicked on that radiator thousands of times and I got really, really sick of that voice line. Took me a very long time to beat it, but for some reason I have only good memories of that really, really bad game. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to get that game back. Well, while you do that, speaking of good mysteries, as we were, it's reported that Netflix has bought the rights to two Knives Out sequels. Yeah. Yes. Filming for the second one started... Uh, in late June of last year. Yeah, so, it's coming out later this year, I think. Yeah, more... I was like, more Benoit Blanc, Blanc for days. Please, I love Benoit Blanc. I imagine that this would be difficult with all the actors' schedules, but I just remember before they officially announced a second Knives Out 2, let alone a cast or anything, so many people were like, all I want is for them to bring back the exact same cast and have everyone play different characters except, mm-hmm. for, except for Benoit Blanc. And they just keep doing that. And I'm like, oh my god, that would be the most fun. But they have not done that. They have gotten a new cast aside from Benoit Blanc. And I think it'll still be a hoot and a holler. I'm excited. But it would have been so fun if, you know, you saw the little Nazi kid go to, like, be some character that we actually really enjoy. Right, who and isn't then you have a the Nazi characters child? like Marta, who we do really enjoy, turn out to be, like, a scumbag or something. I think that would have been a good time. That would have been very fun. Yeah, definitely. 
But like, but like, I respect the choice to just, you know, Benoit Blanc, we're going to move on and we're going to do a whole new mystery that is not related to the Thrombies at all. That's the good artistic choice. So Except, I'm glad oh that God. they're the making house. it. The house I know, that they I, were in was beautiful. It was beautiful. I want they that need for myself and more it's going to kill me that we can't see it again. Houses like that. Give us a new Thrombie house that is different somehow. I don't know. But I'm really excited to see Benoit Blanc do more of his uh, gentleman detectiving. I really, one of my favorite scenes is when he sits down with uh, Harlan's mother and she's like not saying anything. She's just sitting there. But he's the first person to really acknowledge her and to be like, I extend my condolences. That was your son. And he keeps talking and she keeps not responding. And he's like, that's all right. I don't mind just sitting here in silence with you. And it's just a sweet moment because I genuinely believe it. Like, I know he wants information, but I think he also is probably like, yeah, this family is crazy. It really is nice to just have a quiet moment here. It is it is really nice, and I love the shade of when he says, and I am sorry if I am, as I suspect, the first to offer you condolences. Mm-hmm. Like, the family has just completely forgotten about her, and I think she might be wearing the same outfit she wore at the party, as if she so. has truly just been sitting in that chair for several days while the family just, like, panics. Yeah, and probably. Moves it's so, I, I really like the grandmother, because she doesn't do that much, but there's, uh... They're eating before the will reading, I think, and someone is trying to make sure she eats. And then and then Linda comes by and is like, oh, she's fine. She ate the whole salmon spread. Yes, I like that because, again, we it's we never see her move or, talk no, or never. do anything. So you're just like, she ate the whole salmon spread? Respect. And no one saw her do it? It's when? great. It's like a really good, quiet, almost kind of a background gag. You know, and that kind of thing just really adds to the atmosphere. And it's really... It's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I like her too. And I did really like that, the scene with her and Blanc. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's just so kind. I mean, he's, he's working and he's trying to get information about what happened. But he's also like, he's just a gentleman. Yeah, he's just like a nice guy. He's following the arc. Gravity's terminus. I haven't read it. No one has. Yeah. I, God bless him. I have definitely not read Gravity's Rainbow. No, I have not it either. Might be but... on, I might own it. <laughs> it, might <laughs> be in a, it might be in a box in the garage with all my other books that aren't on my shelf right now. You but... can't keep books in the garage, David. They're going to get damaged. Uh... A recondo would never. I Garages are damp. They have too much exposure to the elements. They're in like plastic tubs. And they, almost all of them came from like library book sales. So I spent probably 50 cents to a dollar on any given book. So So they're not worthy of care just because they didn't come from a fancy bookstore. If it turns out that they're damaged, I will buy replacement copies at the next library book sale. Somebody is always selling Gravity's Rainbow because nobody wants it. (laughs) But, yeah. I thought Benoit Blanc was a really good detective name. Oh, yeah. And the Thrombies is a good name for it sort of aristocratic terrible family 
Like, the names are so good. And I love, too, when Ransom is yelling about his ancestral family home. Ransom! And yes! Like, what a stupid name. Yeah. Okay, don't say that, because I really like it, actually. <laughs> I, Ten like out the, of, I, I like that the, it's the middle name of a mystery writer's son's kid, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's a really fun name. Would I name someone Ransom? No, but would I tuck it in as a middle name? Probably. Just yeah. like whatever their name is now. Dry, Drysdales. Yeah. Hugh? Drysdales. Hugh Ransom? I, also, I think that's a good, too. I think that's a good twist to the, the... You did this, you know, like, like, like things when you, when, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, look, I get it now. Like, I was trying to catch up the first time that I saw it to, like, all the things that had led to it. But when you watch it again, it's like, oh, okay. I see it. Like, uh, how the reason the trellis broke when Marta tried to climb on it is because, uh, Ransom had already climbed on it and loosened it. But you don't think anything of it. You just think, oh, it's a complication. But there are, like, reasons those things. It's fun. It's yeah, really I like fun. too because we in the flashback to the night of Harlan's death, you see um Marta talking to Fran and she's having the whole conversation about the lifetime movies, or maybe it's about like the will or something. I don't know. It's not about the will. It's after his death. It's after his death. Anyway, that's not the point. And she's talking about some lifetime movie and how it's crazy. And then just before we sort of focus in more on Marta, that's when she mentions like my sister or my cousin or whoever works at like the medical records office for the county. And so they do sneak it in there. Yeah. And if you're paying attention, it's easy to pick up on. But we're so focused on like what's going on and the camera's honing in on Marta and she's focused on something else that... It's real easy to slip under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, that is a thing I really appreciated. There was a lot of that in Shoplifters, too. Um, the Just, like, the really tiny things. I think one of my favorites in, in Knives Out is that the first and last shots of the movie uh, have the mug. Yes! yes. And... With Marta, the last one is Marta on the balcony above the family, and we just see the my house on the yeah. the mug. I remember right before I saw it, I had seen a tweet that was like, "Okay, but the last shot of Knives Out is cinematic, is is cinematic master, of cinematic masterpiece." There we go. That's the phrase I'm trying to say, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then and then I got it after I saw it. I think I also saw that tweet. Maybe you retweeted it. I don't know. But that's, yeah, that's very the last possible. shot. Especially, too, because the movie opens with the mug. But it doesn't seem... Like, it's not noteworthy. The... You're just like, okay, yeah, another, like, white person lives here. And they have their quirky little mugs about how much they need their coffee, etc. And it's not like it comes and back, And so you don't think either. anything of it until the very end when she drinks out of it. And I read on IMDb that actually... The scene where she's standing there before she takes a sip, her fingers are, you know, conveniently placed over the rule or the words so as not to, like, spoil the final shot. Except actually when her hands were holding it, her pointer finger was not covering the my house. And so they went back later and they added it in 
added it yeah i phrased that whatever they went back later in digital post-production whatever and moved her finger so that it was higher up and we couldn't see it so that means when i got to that scene i was paying extra attention and then yeah her finger does look kind of weird and like cgi if you're looking for it (laughs) but it made for a really good payoff so i'm glad that they went back and did that yeah thanks digital post-production team five stars one of the um one of the best there's a scene in um have you seen farmageddon the sean the sheep movie no no i have not okay david you do not seem like a sean the sheep kind of person what is this i was watching so i um one of my best friends lives in california and every now and then we'll have like a movie night where we'll both put on the same thing at the same time and she likes artsy movies too and so there are times where i'll be like hey what if we watch this like dramatic artsy thing and this night in particular she was just like i can't let's watch sean the sheep (laughs) (laughs) and i was like all right that sounds fun so we did we watched farmageddon and it was really great but there's this fantastic scene, I, I don't want to spoil it, but um, it involves a, a theme park sign. They, they make this theme park called Farmageddon, and um, it involves the sign at the end and the specific letters that make up the word Farmageddon. Okay. Um, I don't want to spoil it. You should just watch the movie. It's like 90 minutes. There's no dialogue. It's just stop motion sheep and aliens and it's really good aliens so but yeah it sounds like, a lot like jimmy neutron like, kind of sounds like they ripped it off 10 like absolutely like 10 out of 10 like build up and payoff at the end with uh something very similar to the end of knives out really good so if you're uh, if you're into that sort of thing did you like check out <laughs> a dvd a Shaun the sheep movie did you check out a dvd or is it on a streaming service um, I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Okay. It, it might be on Amazon, but I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I can, uh, I can verify. Yes. Farmageddon is on Netflix. Yes. It's next anyway, on my list. Um, yeah. It's on there. It's, it's really on there. good. I, um, what are other scenes that you particularly liked? I'll start. The <laughs> Go Game. With how much, like, how much, like, good-natured, funny trash talk there was going on mm-hmm. when Harlan and Marta are playing. And yeah. we see, like, a sort of, like, surprisingly competitive side to Marta that I uh, hadn't anticipated. Just because she does seem... she She's built up as a character as being, like, the really sweet and kind and caring one. But, like... They get to play and go, and she's just, like, trash-talking Harlan. It's really great. Trash-talking Harlan, clearly, and then immediately you know, going into, like, hey, want to do drugs? <laughs> yeah. They were clearly, like, real friends, you know? Yeah. I really, I really like that they were actual friends. Yeah. I think it also sets it up perfectly for why we understand easily how harlan decided to give everything to marta because she's wonderful and she's great that's another thing that got me at the end 
is when Marta is talking about like, so that means I didn't actually give him the wrong thing and I had it correct. And she's picking up the thing and Benoit Blanc is like, I taped over this label. How did you know it was the morphine? And she's like, I I don't know. I just knew. And he's like, it's because you're a good nurse. And it just meant the world to me. It's and a, it gave it's me such so goosebumps nice. because she's just a good person and a good nurse and she did her job and she was a friend to Harlan and it's it's heartbreaking because, you know, that means all this was for nothing and Harlan was perfectly fine, but it was a great scene, a great moment. It's also so neat to me that Benoit knew that... Uh, Marta was involved from the very beginning by that tiny little blood spot on her shoe, and just like kind of like the world's greatest detective. He's well behind me. We could work together on a case someday. But like he, he was just like no, Marta's kind or what? Like he wasn't gonna let her out of his sights, so to speak. But you know, then he was like no, because you have a, a a kind heart. He like he kept pursuing other avenues because that didn't quite feel right. It's just, it's really nice. And I love, uh, I love the way he defends her against the terrible, terrible thrombies. Um, like, when he, when he finally reads the toxicology report and then runs in and is like, she does not denounce the inheritance and you have not been good to her. You, you're bad. Uh, knives out, beaks bloody. You know, the, the, the title drop. Um, and then when she is like, I should, I should help them, right? And he's like, well. I have my opinion. And his opinion is yeah. no, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he also can't stand them. I know, it's so great. One of my favorite lines is when Ransom is like, you're, you're, you're kicking us out of our ancestral family home, and he just bursts right. out laughing in the corner. It's like, they bought this in the 80s. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I did like the scene with Ransom and Marta at the diner. Because, one, it was just so fun to see Chris Evans in that kind of a role after seeing him oh, yeah. pretty much solely as Captain America for years. Like, obviously, I've seen him in other things, but when you think of Chris Evans, you think of Captain America. And this is, like, the anti-Steve Rogers. And so even the little, like, body movement he does when he moves Marta's plate away from her and he's like, and I know that you can't throw up or you can't lie without throwing up. And so tell me what happened to my grandfather and the little like shift that he does. It's kind of like a lizard. I don't know. It was so good. (laughs) And I really liked it. And just that whole exchange, because also when you see it the first time and Marta is like, yeah, and that's what happened. And we see Ransom sitting there being quiet. We think that it's just sort of a rare moment of like reflection, I guess, for him and thinking like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. That's that's my grandpa, and now he's gone. But no, at, it's as we learn later. He's like, oh God, no, this I have to replan everything because he realized that Marta did nothing wrong because she's a good nurse. But it's I just like how pretty much in every other moment, Ransom is doing something. You suspect that there's an ulterior motive. Oh yeah. But in that one, he actually tricked me and he got me, and I. Didn't think that he was actually, you know, working up a new plan. I just thought he was thinking. And yeah, good job. Plus, it's like really endearing when he says, when Marta asks him why he's helping her. And he just says, because fuck my family. Like that's, that's, yeah, that was a solid motivation. It was, it, I, I also do. It was great. 
like characters, good or bad, who play for their own team. I think it's yeah, fun man. because you you have the good people like Marta who are just trying to like do right in the world. And then you have the very selfish people who sometimes just want to watch the world burn. And then you have the people who are like, man, as long as I make it out of here, fine. I don't care whose side I'm on. And I think those are such fun characters. So that was good to see. Yeah. I really liked the, um, this has nothing to do with any of that. But. <laughs> I really liked um, the line about the will reading. Think of a community theater production of a tax return. <laughs> and then she's like, what did you say about will readings being boring? Yeah. 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 That one. And, and then when, after the after the weird car chase, I wasn't sure how I felt about the weird car chase. But um, when Marta's like, I just I feel like I just swallowed bees. <laughs> also a good line. Um, do you, oh, I wanted to talk about Meg a little bit because she makes me more mad than the other thrombies because she's not as, Meg is really interesting because like, even in the beginning, she comes off too strong with the, the help. Are you kidding me? Like it's, it feels so fake, but you're also like, ah, she's 18 to 24. Like she's, she's in that age where, uh, she's maybe a little bit swelled by her self-importance, but she really just sucks. She, she really is just one of the, like, like, I don't know what the right term is, but she's, she's a social justice warrior in for the clout, you know, like, she just sucks. I don't know if she's necessarily just in it for the clout. I do think that, you know, Meg probably is like, hey, I care about Marta's mom and the fact that, you know, she could be deported and I care about this and like yeah you shouldn't call them the help but she definitely comes from a place of privilege and so the very moment that that is put up to or that's challenged she caves and flips the other way like like that and I think that's the most infuriating thing because I guess genuine or not you think okay this family's crazy but she's at least one of the good ones and then it turns right. out that it's not so much, especially when she calls her and she's like, hey, no one knows I'm calling you. But then the call ends and we see her turn around and everyone's standing there and they're smiling at her like, you played your part perfectly, darling. Yeah. So. And she hangs up in the middle of her promising to take care of, like, send yeah. you to school or whatever. It's like, so, so it's not even playing the field well, Meg. You gotta let her finish the sentence, honey. Right. And... Because Marta is a good person, she probably would have let Meg finish school because they clearly yeah. were like somewhat friends. And right. yeah, it's it's hard because with everyone else you expect some level of terribleness, but you didn't expect it as much from Meg. At least for me. So when it did happen, you're like, I mean, I'm not surprised, but come on, man. Well, I thought you were especially- the one good one. Especially because she was like, I, I, Granddad wanted Marta to have the money, and then her mom is like, well, I can't pay for your school. And then she flips so hard, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it just, it just sucks. She like, yeah. it, I, I don't, I don't know how to put into words the way uh, Meg makes me feel. But it's not good, but not good in a, in a, in a good way. It's not good in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a really good portrayal of that kind of person. Yeah. That, like, 
somebody who espouses kind of liberal or left-wing beliefs, but only as long as they're not, only as long as they're, like, convenient for themselves. Mm-hmm. Once, once she's faced with, like, putting somebody else above her like it's immediately like no that's not gonna happen absolutely not and i like too that she's it it wasn't even that she can't go to school anymore it would just mean like oh you'd have to get a job and or get scholarships and or take out a loan and do these things like no one at any point is like it's either we get the money or you don't go to school she still can but she wants to go for free because that's what she's been doing. And that's fair. I would have loved to go to school for free, but it's not even really a challenge to her education or anything. It's just like, oh, things will be slightly more inconvenient. And they said right. that they had already been paying for her school for four years. So I don't know what she was studying by any means, but like <laughs> typically, okay, that was mean to say. You tend to think of colleges and universities as like a four year gig. So, she was, people, in theory, near the need, end. People need a little more time. Huh? Some people need a little more time. Some people, no, and that's fine. Take all the time you want slash need. But, uh, like, she wouldn't have to pay for seven years completely by herself. She already had four years right. free. Right. I, it's coming across, like, I'm like, she should be... I don't know what it is. It's coming across bad, but I don't mean it that way. Except badness directed at Meg. I do mean that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make you sound good in post. Please do. Need all the help I can get. I really... I don't remember his name, but I really liked the kind of dopey detective who's a big fan of Harlan. Mm-hmm. Yeah! And... The, he, he's just, he seems really up on the popular culture things mm-hmm. and also maybe not that good of a cop. But that <laughs> like makes him when, all the more endearing. It is. It is really endearing. Like when, is it when Ransom walks in and we first meet Ransom and he's like, excuse me, we're officers of the law. And like nobody pays attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. My one... Pertaining, and it's about that officer, but like the one thing that I I I saw and semi took me out of the movie is when Marta lies and says that Fran is alive, and then she eventually throws up on Ransom, and then the dopey cop is like, "That means she's lying," and I mean they do play for comedic (laughs) effect because it's so over the top, and then Lakeith Sanfield's cop is like, "Yeah, we know," so. It's meant to be more like laughed with than at or right. at than with. They're I don't not know. always, but it's making fun. It of to it. me was sort of like, okay, that we they've told us several times that Marta throws up when she lies, so it doesn't. It felt weird to me that they had to be like, oh yeah, that means she's lying because I'm like, yeah, you have drilled that into our heads pretty consistently, not even in a bad way, just like we know that by now. So it felt weird to me that they took this extra little moment to spell it out i mean i i liked the gag i think it was just for the gag hmm it's there's also like there's also a lot of time not a lot of time but there's like a whole conversation between the lie and when she finally can't 
hold the vomit in anymore. I guess. I don't know. It was, I also watched it last night, which is the same day I had had a conversation about how, with someone else about how we don't like when movies spell things out too much and try to connect like too many dots and like show you they're clever. So this wasn't, I think, trying to show us they're clever, but I was like, trust that the audience is smart enough to know that that means she's lying. I don't know. It was, it's my one gripe with it. Even if they don't mean it that way, and it is just for the gag, I still read it that way. So it bothers me that way then. Well, you're the one who's wrong. I've never been wrong in my life. That is not true. Birds definitely are mammals. That's that's aggressively not true. David, more thoughts? Yeah. I'm looking through my list. Keep cool. them coming. Yeah. I don't know. Just like on a very basic level, I was glad Martha got all the money. Yeah, like that's a good happy ending, you know? Yeah. She got everything. I, yeah. It's, um, it was one of those things that I guess I, it is both like that old surprising yet inevitable thing yeah. that when they do read the will, it's like, oh yeah, of course they're going to give it you know, of course, Harlan is going to leave all his money to Marta. She's the only good character in, not the only good character, but the only good person in the movie. And the only one who deserves to be rewarded with that sort of money. But I don't know. I was still like, hooray. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's still, especially with the My House mug, mm-hmm. you know, it really, yeah. it really drives the knife in. And that's what we want for Knives in the movie. Ah. Uh, knives. I really knives enjoyed to the scene with her and Michael Shannon in her apartment where she's going out the back door and then she sees him and he's like, oh, like, yeah, I know about your mom. She's undocumented, so you don't want her to be deported. But with our resources, you can we can help you and we can protect you and we can do this. And even though we know that Marta is like able of taking care of herself, she just is so nice that I don't think you necessarily see it coming when she does the, but Harlan gave all the money to me. So with my resources, I can do this. So yeah, I'll start looking for some good lawyers. And I'm like, yeah, Marta, you tell him. Well, they're my resources now. And I love when he realizes he's fucked up. She was like, well, that, what, wait, you, that's not. Yeah, he's, it's like I, you, you watch yourself into that one, dude. I also love right after the will reading, they read that she gets the publishing company and the, like, cash assets mm-hmm. first. And then they're all yelling at her. And then um, Linda's like, this is still our house. And, and they, they all turn. slowly turn to look at the lawyer. And he's like, oh, right. Uh, the house also goes to Marta. I really, I just really like that moment. It's a, it's a very good, again, final knife in type of, uh, type of moment for the movie knives. Yeah, in. I, just, I also like, yeah, knives in, and I love, I love, I don't know, I love how mad they get at her. Like, obviously they're bad people, and it's bad, but it's like really fun, from an I am watching bad people get their comeuppance kind of a way. Yeah, like the little Nazi boy who was like, you had sex with my grandpa, you anchor baby. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, like, what bring the it in. That? And I love too when they're all like, um, um, Walter, there's got to be something you can do about this. And he's like, I don't know how many times I have to explain to you that this is a legally binding will and there's no way for you to challenge it. And they're all just like Googling 
how to challenge wills, like different ways they can get the will overturned. Like Walter is also so fed up with them. I like that his, um, I don't know the official term because I don't speak lawyer, so assistant feels incorrect, but the lady who was with him when he was reading the things at the point later when we see him talking to the family by the fire, she's in the background curled up in a chair, clearly like, God, why am I still here? And (laughs) like, just taking a nap because they have kept them there forever. It's it's nighttime by that point, and the will reading was at like 10 a.m. Yeah. I like the um, when Harlan has his little speech about ransom and talks about the you can't tell the difference between a stage prop and a real knife. What good foreshadowing, right? Yeah, and then ransom has a has a stage knife. He's got a stage knife. Look, that's that's a setup and a payoff. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. That's what gets the good feelings going. Yeah. Setup and a payoff. Yeah. Thank. I think that's everything that I had that I wanted to talk about. Hmm. Was there anything? I was, I, I was watch, I was watching and taking notes, and I do just have prop knife with exclamation point <laughs> written down. <laughs> it was, it was a good twist. I liked the, I liked that it was a prop knife because there's so many lines, there's so many lines like that that are just sort of throwaways almost that. And we see, like, the knife sculpture, like, throughout the movie all the time. And I don't know. There, there are little, just little things that feel like they're throwaways. And then they come back and there it is. Boom. Payoff. Uh, prop knife. Yeah. What? Serotonin. You're welcome. Another. Says knives in. Good one was, you know, at the beginning we hear Linda say that, you know, if you wanted to have her father's attention, you had to sort of play a game and find your own special way to communicate with him. And it's never elaborated upon. We don't get any more clues. And when her husband sees the blank letter, he's like, oh, Harlan was bluffing. And then she finds the letter and holds the flame up to it. And we're like, oh, that's what you meant. That's your fun little thing. So that was good. That's also such a good payoff. And then I was reading the IMDb trivia, as I do, and someone pointed out that uh, Linda's husband throws the ball either, like, shortly before or after the time when Benoit Blanc says, the game is afoot. And apparently throughout the movie, the baseball, you sort of see various different times and, like, a couple characters interact with it. And then at the end of the movie, it eventually lands back on the desk. Sort of like, the game was afoot, and now it has closed, and we have ended. And unfortunately, I read that too late into watching the movie for me to keep tabs on it throughout. So next time I watch, I'm going to be paying closer attention. But it's, it's the little tiny details like that that make things extra fun. We, I, have, I have another shout-out about good mysteries. Okay. Okay, so I, I it looks like... I cannot get the Agatha Christie game on Steam, but it is on disc, so I might order the ancient disc from 2008 and um, and try to get that to run on my computer so I can play it. But more importantly, uh, everyone should play the Nancy Drew game series. It's basically dead now, but you have like 30 games to enjoy before you get caught up and then are sad like the rest of us. Midnight in Salem, the most recent one, is the worst game I've ever played. Not even a fun worst. I don't recommend it to anyone. But the other ones are fun. The other Nanskys are fun. And I miss 
a good point-and-click mystery game like Nancy Drew, her interactive. They should they should pay me. They should they should pay me for the shout out. Considering that they're not good right now. Uh it's not a game or a movie or a series, but a mystery book that I really enjoyed that I thought of while we were talking about this. It's called The Perfect Stranger by Megan Miranda and this woman's roommate goes missing. But as time goes on, people start to question whether or not her roommate actually existed. And then, you know, the main character is wondering if she ever even knew this woman at all. And I thought that one, I think it had sort of a slow start, but as it went on, it was really interesting. And it was one of my favorite books that I read of 2020, I think. I don't give many books five-star reviews, but I think I got, I think I gave that one five stars. So if you want a mystery thriller... Highly recommend. Just so everybody knows, Midnight in Salem is so bad that the Her Interactive website does not have a trailer for it, despite having a trailer for every other game they have made. Maybe they would have a trailer if you kept calling out the game more, but you haven't reached that point yet. So <laughs> Don't play Midnight in Salem! Pay me for saying that, Her Interactive, I dare you! Hallie and I have discussed how when we were younger, we both played the Barbie mystery game, the one where she's at the yeah. carnival. Wait, yeah, and that one. Oh, wait, no, that, that was, one. Maybe Emily. Oh, wait, did you not play that, that one? one? I, all I know is that it was the worst because at some point, no matter how many times me and my sisters played this and started over and started fresh, you inevitably reach a point where you have no more clues and you need like one more. But every person you talk to just says the same thing. And every scene you go to, yeah, you drag the mouse over game. waiting for something to like glow and be like, hey, this is important. And it never happens. And so none of us ever finish that game because it j- we, we couldn't. And I still think about it sometimes. Classic. And it haunted me like 20 years later. But Okay, wait, what, what's the name of this Barbie game? I don't know, but it's it's Barbie she's at a carnival. Carnival mystery game. Detective Barbie in the mystery of the carnival caper? Probably, yes. Okay, I'm also going to see if I can get that one, and then I'm going to solve it, and you're going to feel ashamed. Okay, but if you solve it, like, congrats, you're 20-something years older than I was when I tried to play it, so I'd hope you'd do better <laughs> than, like, an 8-year-old. Details! Details! But... That one was, like, there was even something where you could go down a slide, except the slide had many different, like, forks to it. And so we spent so long thinking, like, oh, maybe you have to find the exact perfect combination of, like, left three times, right one time, left once, right two times. And we never were able to solve it. Yeah, you should play Nancy Drew. This sounds like exactly that. How do I? 1998. Oh, I don't know if that'll run. That's 10 years older than the ancient game that I want. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, I'm a wee figure sprout. It out. A wee little sprout. Just a lass. Everyone said, uh, not everyone, I think, again, in the IMDb trivia, it was either that Ryan Johnson kept referencing a favorite movie of his or many people pointed out similarities between Knives Out and this movie but it made me want to watch it it's called Sleuth from 1972 
I've and never heard of that. Movie, I had never, but heard, I of it watch it never heard of it either. Desperately. But I think like a guy invites his wife's not mistress because he's a man, but I don't know the term for that because society, there isn't one because of the patriarchy. Yeah, because the patriarchy really screws us all over. Let's, let's call it a paramour. His, the paramour. Yes. His wife's paramour, like he invites him over and I like for like a game of tennis or something, and I think someone ends up dead. And Whoa. I just thought Knives Out was so fun that I'm like, okay, I don't know much about this and I don't really like older movies because they move at a glacial pace, but I am willing to endure this one. So I think uh I can I cannot vouch for it. I haven't seen it. But starring many Lawrence IMDb comments, Michael Caine. Yes, but many, many IMDb comments referenced it. So if you liked Knives Out, perhaps you will also enjoy Sleuth from 1972 with Michael Caine. Googling where can I watch Sleuth 1972. Oh, it's on Amazon. There are libraries. Why can't... God, I forget about libraries. The place that we all worked at. Yeah. But I returned some things really, really late, and now I'm embarrassed to go back. The library in my town which is one town over from Kristen and Hallie's town has so many interesting things to check out like cake pans and what ukuleles wait that's awesome my internet hotspot that I have at my house now but you can can rent rent a hotspot isn't that banana what yeah the future is now fund public libraries yeah but yeah if you need a a cake pan shaped like Mickey Mouse's face, or the Easter Bunny, or just track David's IP address, figure out where he lives, and then go to that local library. Yeah, but it it, I saw that and it felt like such a good idea. Like right, you need need like a gimmicky cake pan like once a year max, and maybe you'll only use it once lifetime. So why not just have the? Why not just have a? Um, they have like a big file cabinet that's just got like, all these you don't different kinds buy, of cake pans like, in it. Like like a cars cake pan because children obsess over many different things and they hyper fixate on it until they hyper fixate on something else. So you could be like, yeah, I'm making my son or daughter a a cars cake for their fourth birthday, but there's no point in purchasing it because by the time the fifth birthday comes around, she or he will be like, uh uh-uh, uh, my new thing. Is Dragon Tales. I don't know. And I want to go and I just want to get a ridiculous cake pan that has nothing to do with the season or any of my interests and just be like, yeah, I'll do a Thomas the Train one. Why not? Why not? Why not indeed? Yeah. I'll finish the search. I'm going to put it on hold right now. But Sean the Sheep, Sean the Sheep is on Netflix, so I don't have I don't have to put that one on hold. Yeah. Farmageddon. Remember, there's a <laughs> there's a scene involving the sign towards the end. You'll know it when you see it. It's really <laughs> Pay attention. good. You've built it up too much. I'm going to finally watch this movie and I'll be like, oh, that was good. And that's it. No, it's perfect. It's like, sure, it's perfect. Should we um, should we talk about next time? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So next time we put out requests on our Twitter, which is at catching up David in case you don't know for some reason. And if you don't, please let us know 
how you found out about us again, because <laughs> that's the only place we do any advertising. We want to know. We really want to know how you stumbled across us. Um, but yeah, at Catching Up David, um, we put out requests for a romantic film, because we haven't done a romance in a while. And this is the one that won. Gus is a cowboy in Wyoming in the 1980s. He spends long days and weeks away from his wife and baby daughter out on the range, driving cattle and doing cowboy stuff, and he's become very lonely. Enter Charlie, a fellow cowboy-slash-lonely man who befriends Gus over cow stuff. The two realize they have a lot in common, and soon, despite all the social pressures against it, they fall in love. This puts a serious strain on Gus's marriage, as he finds more and more excuses to be out camping under the stars with Charlie and spends less time at home. Will Gus be able to quit Charlie, or will the two of them run off together and spend the rest of their days happily ever after? This is based on a work of literary fiction, so I'm sure you know it's not the latter. <laughs> That's right. For next week, we're watching Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Woo! Brokeback Mountain. I'm also putting that on hold, because we get points if we read the story it's based on, correct? Yes. I get more points than Hallie if no. I read it, though. I was late to that conversation, yes. so by virtue, I get more points for some reason I'll think of by the end of this sentence. Uh, it's because No, I, I get so. more points because I will have to interrupt my current reading schedule to meet my 2022 goal in order to accommodate this additional reading. I have a whole schedule. It'll throw me off. Hallie is risking nothing. By reading this, I am risking many things. Um, I think you probably both get if I read the it exact between... same amount of points, which will probably no. I get more points. David, you haven't even told us who got the job. We can't trust you to determine the points that we get. Well, as it turns out, you both got the job. <laughs> what we'll cop out? Receiving half the salary that you were promised because it's split between two <laughs> yes. people now. I but if I do better at the job to both of you, you start tomorrow. But if I do better than Hallie, then I get more money than she does, right? There may be a a bonus system. Is it for reading okay. Brokeback Mountain okay. the novel? If your name is Hallie, um, that may be part of it. If hmm. you you know you go above and beyond and show a real dedication to the uh, to the job. I'm going to write you an essay, and then we can post it on Twitter. Yes, do that. I'm going to write you a longer essay, and include a video. Good luck with that. Brokeback Mountain. I read I read the short story in college, and I remember really liking it. And I like Annie Prue a lot, the um, the author. And I, did, I actually taught a different one of her stories from the collection that Brokeback Mountain's in. When I was teaching in grad school, I, I was just... I had a, there's another story by her that I taught to my undergrads, but it's been a long time since I've gone back to Brokeback Mountain. So I'm excited to watch the film for the first time. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Or not. I have fun exactly. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like the spirit. most fun of movies, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll, I, I, it seems like the type of movie that is going to make me sad and feel things in the way that I enjoy. Yeah, sometimes that's what you need. And it's got cowboys, so Hallie it's would got, be happy. It's got cow- that's why I watched it. 
finally about a year or two ago. Like, I only saw it for the first time fairly, fairly recently. Because I was like, I should really watch the gay cowboy movie. And then I did. And then I did. And then, and then you did. We all will. Kristen, have you seen it before? I have, but I was in, like, sixth grade. Someone put it on at a sleepover, which is not, like, fun sleepover movie watching. (laughs) So I don't know who picked that, but I watched it, and I'm sure probably at the end was just, like, oh, I thought we were going to watch Madagascar, but, you know, that's fine. (laughs) This This is also a mood. So it'll be interesting to see it. Now that I am many years older and will actually, in theory, appreciate the movie and its context and everything else. So, I technically have seen it before, but I remember so little about it that it will kind of be like I'm seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And I get to see Jake Gyllenhaal. That's... Yeah, you do. That's a person in it. That's the one person that I know. The one, the one person. I only know. I only know that he's in it. Who else is in it? Don't other tell people. I mean, one of them is Gus, and one of them is Charlie. So one of them is played by Jimmy Neutron, but I will not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Brain blast. No. Okay. Well, that's a good place to stop talking. Uh, <laughs> so, until next time. So long, Howie. Fare thee well, David. Goodbye, Kristen. I'm livid because I was going to say fare thee well, so I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Fare thee well, David. (laughs) And goodbye, listeners.